Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to MerlinCast, episode 18. This is a very special episode. We have one of the hosts of CamelotCast joining us. And I didn't even ask how to, how to really say your name. Is it Rona? Rona, that's it. Hi. Rona, I got it. All right. Rona is with us this week from CamelotCast. We got in contact with her via Twitter earlier this week, and uh, here she is. So thanks for joining us this week. Thank you for inviting me. I only just found out about the show. And, um, I, you know, I always wanted to get into podcasting. I never knew what I wanted to get into. And there didn't mm. seem to be any Merlin podcasts around. And I'm so excited that there's another one around. So <laughs> I'm just excited. So glad there's another yeah. one. And we, when we were looking to start a podcast, I, I was looking to see what uh, TV shows I watched didn't really have a lot going on and mm. there was there was a uk merlin podcast but there wasn't one in the u.s so i figured hey we might as well give it a shot so yeah. here we are today <laughs> yeah most podcasts gone quite well so yeah, most far, podcasts so. i listen to are from the u.s so i think you know i was surprised yeah surprised. yeah <laughs> um normally we would go into the news at this point and we personally don't have any news stories but i do know that rona has one so Yes. We'll let you go with that. I don't know whether or not you covered it. You said that you didn't. But um, I think there's a news on Cult Box that says, um, Colin, of spoilers, I suppose, is Colin re- revealed the um, allegiance of the White Dragon in Merlin. Okay? So apparently... Oh ready, boy. Re- ready, ready, ready. Um, it's going to be... <laughs> okay, right. The suspense is killing you. Um, ally to Morgana. <laughs> Are we surprised? Of course. Oh, no. no. Not surprised at all. Not surprised at all. Not surprised. Sad. Stressed out, but not surprised. I don't know, because I was... It's big news. I mean, like, you don't know... It could have been just a good dragon helping out uh, a fellow person with magic who's in... So I think... And Merlin has spent so much time, uh, like, um, in the last episode, like, looking after, trying to get this dragon hatched even though everyone mm-hmm. said no you just gotta let it die gotta kill it this is what happens when yeah. merlin tries to help right. people they become evil <laughs> you know yeah very true <laughs> i i'm i'm actually yeah. i'm more worried think... that the great dragon's also going to turn on merlin because of you know he's gonna ally probably with his kin the last remaining they're the two last remaining dragons in the world so that would be this is what, that would be awful. <laughs> this is why I'm thinking though. He's a dragon lord. I'm thinking, how can it be allied to Morgana if he can just control the dragons, right? So I'm thinking, well, how maybe Morgana is right. also Unless, a dragon yeah. lord. Psh, yeah, I don't. That's, yeah, no, <laughs> that would be terrifying. Uh, no, I don't know. I have a feeling that a lot of what this, a lot of what the dragon's going to do is going to be kind of secretive and probably yeah. stuff that Merlin isn't aware of. So that's probably why. That's what I was thinking. Yeah. It's gonna be, but you're so cute. Like you also have to. It's so cute, but you also have to think like, will it have to obey Merlin when he gives it an order and when he calls for it, even if it's allied with Morgana? Yeah, I'm sure it would. Like, I feel like I feel like that's weird. I don't know. Part of me, I just don't know. Part of me in my mind just thinks that there's only one dragon per dragon lord, which I know sounds silly, but just thinking about it, it makes more sense. But I don't know. Oh, it's I kind don't of. Know. I think that's pretty reasonable. Yeah, I think it. I, I think, think it would so. make more sense to have like a dragon with Merlin and then have a dragon with Morgana, 
in the clash but you know uh i yeah, don't know that's gonna be I don't interesting think so. yeah i don't think so yeah. either but it's a nice theory <laughs> well I mean, the quote, I think, um, was it Sci-Fi Now? I think this Colin Morgan was saying that the baby dragon was a big thing for him, something he wanted to do for the future, and is actually a little bit upsetting what, when it comes to the dragon, because it's chosen Morgana. So I don't know whether he, he might know then, reading that. And then it's always said that dragons, it's always been, for, you know, that's what makes Merlin important, because he's a dragon lord. That's what makes him special. And now this dragon's gone and mm -hmm. turned. So, mm -hmm. I don't know. And the kin, you know, there was like the dragon was saying, well, don't kill me. We're kin. We're magic folk. And, yeah. I don't know, creatures of magic. Well, if Margot oh, by the way, oh, is oh. redeemed, then it'll be all good. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Okay, yeah. No, I was saying that um, the dragon thing, he can control those other cousins of the dragons. Were those, okay. you know, the other dragons? In... He could yeah. control them, so I don't think it'll be one dragon per yeah. dragon. Yeah. Yeah. Getting back to the evidence, yeah. That's true. That's a good point. I also good think point. because because Merlin's father died so quickly that we didn't really get a chance to find out all there is to Dragonlord, so there could be a lot we just don't know mm -hmm. at this point. Mm -hmm. I think there's still some mystery surrounding how the whole thing works, so maybe more of that will be discovered in this series. <laughs> I mean, yes, the show is called Merlin. I mean, we don't get to know anything. <laughs> right. Okay. okay, so we'll move on. Uh, on Twitter, we asked, this was just the kind of, we usually ask questions every week, and this week we asked who Merlin should first reveal his magical secret to, and we actually got a ton of responses to this one, and a lot of them were kind of similar, but uh, some of them surprised me. I'll start with the first one. At um, Joe underscore V123 said, he should come clean to Guinevere. She has loved him for so long, I would love to see all her emotions when she finds out. <laughs> so, I don't know if they mean love is in love is a friend or love is yeah. a, friend. <laughs> a romantic connection. I would yeah, say love okay. is a friend too. Um, but I remember like the first series there were a few like moments where you would kind of question like if they had feelings for each other, but they kind of just went away from that after a while. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I definitely thought that they were going to end up together at least for a little while when yeah. I first started watching the show. Me too. I hoped that would carry I on was... for a little bit longer. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was weird too because I, I didn't connect that she was Gwen as in Queen Guinevere um, until like way later when Arthur and her started like getting together because I was like, oh wait, she's the Guinevere because I thought it was just going to be another just the name that they threw in there. But I thought that was interesting spin, how they, like, made her a servant, but also how her and Merlin are, were, like, really good friends from the beginning. And the kiss, the first season, that yeah. was never explained. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Many a fanfic was written. Um, but, yeah, I think... <laughs> <laughs> Probably there is. <laughs> Probably lots of fanfics. I do think she'd be a good person to tell, though, just because... She um she's pretty understanding and I think it might not even be as much of a surprise to her yep. as it would be to some other um people on the show. Yep. I mean, but it'd be good. So, it'd be that's a, that's a good one. It'd be interesting because if it was Guinevere that knew, um, which I don't know, she'd be obligated to tell Arthur. But I know her her you can go oh her loyalty she wants you know Merlin to tell him by himself. But it's just a thing that if she knew. I don't know, she'd have to tell Arthur because, I don't know, betrayal, ahoy, I don't know. Um, I, I, would, yeah. I agree with that. 
Hmm. I, I kind of disagree in the sense I feel like Gwen can keep her own secrets, and I think also, like, this season, I don't know, I just, I'm just getting this feeling that she might have some other secret, secrets that she's going to keep from Arthur. Um... So I, I mean, I think I think she, if she was the first person to find out, she would probably make Merlin, and she would probably encourage Merlin to um, tell Arthur himself. But, yeah, I thought it was probably right. Yeah, it's probably true. I yeah, I feel like she can't keep. Courtney, the do you want to read the next one? Sure. Um, from at Dr. Danley said. I think doctor. you should tell Merlin. Oh, Dr. Danley. <laughs> Not sure if that's it. Um, I think he should tell Arthur because I think Merlin is getting annoyed at his total disrespect. Um, mm. I kind of agree with this, too. I mean, I definitely think that Arthur should be the one who knows first. I want yeah. that to happen because I'm almost sick of just all of the, like, secretive, you know, shenanigans that go on behind Arthur's back. Um, I honestly think that probably as fans of the show, we are getting more annoyed with how Arthur treats Merlin than Merlin is. Yeah. <laughs> um, he seems, he's just so patient and so understanding and he just like lets Arthur being a total, like, I can't even remember what he calls him, a dunderhead or something like that. Dollophead. Um, yeah, dollophead, that was it. Just being a total dollop head, just, like, roll off of him, and he just kind of, like, takes out the whole, like, grain of salt and stuff like that. Yeah, I do think Arthur's getting a little better. Um, mm-hmm. He has been. Yep. Every season. Yep. I so. But I, I don't understand why he's, Merlin's still his servant. Like, I feel like Merlin should be past that at this point. <laughs> yeah. He never really he relinquished him from that role, did he? I think he should yeah. be, like, advisor at this point. I think most people yeah. are upset that he hasn't changed his costume. People yeah. are so upset. Yeah, we've so, talked oh, about yeah. that before. Yeah, we've talked about like, that too. I understand, like, you know, they're trying to keep the image, but at the same time, he he deserves a new pair of clothes. <laughs> like I said, when he gets promoted to, like, magical advisor, he'll get the new clothes. Yeah, and it's going yeah. to be a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> And the glasses. (laughs) You know, he's going to have some glasses, too. Can't wait for the glasses. So excited for Colin Morgan and glasses. (laughs) Especially since they look so much like Harry Potter glasses. It's hilarious. Oh, so funny. Yeah. (laughs) Sarah, do you want to read the next one? Sure. Um, We're at... Okay, from the app, the world is ugly. I think Gwen, smiley face... (laughs) And this is interesting, because I never actually thought of Gwen. And then when I read this, I was like, oh, that makes total sense, because Merlin and Gwen are actually really good friends. And in some cases, I feel like he will be the first one that Merlin's going to tell, because he is one of the knights, and he's kind of, you know, out there. But Gwen's also a hothead, so maybe that won't be such a good idea. There, there was an episode, remember, I think that he was... It- the Castle of Fearing? No, I'm not sure. And it seemed like Gawain did know, but in the end it was just Yeah. For me, I feel like Lancelot and Gawain were, like, really good friends of Merlin, and, like, almost best friends. Like, yeah, yeah. Arthur and him are good friends, but Gawain and Lancelot were, like, Merlin's best friends. That he could, you know, be on the same level right. as. So, yeah, I think it just, it would make sense, actually, if Merlin told Gawain. 
Rona, do you want to read the next one? Are you... Yeah, reading. Okay, fine. At, uh, Lisa, at Lisa under slash Valerie um, Qu- um, also says Gwen because he can trust her. And also, I guess the second one, shall I read the second one too? Um, yeah, at, might as well. Yeah, at um, at Senjobek, also Guinevere would be um, the best choice, my best choice. I don't know. Mm. Yeah, Guinevere, hey. So, looks like Gwen is dominating. Hooray! <laughs> yeah. I mean, no, I think if he would tell her, then she's now in the position of power. So this could be a... She's now queen. Right. So she ha- So she wouldn't go, oh, if if it was a death thing, oh, magic is still outlawed. Gwen will be a, one of the people says can now overturn. It has the power to actually object to this execution, if it, you know, if it ever came to that or mm-hmm. whatever. Right. So, you know, she ha- she's yeah. queen now. Yeah, absolutely. She has... She has yeah, power as well. With just a friend, you can tell. You know, it's not all Arthur now. Yep. The next one at Ov Bond Kenobi said, "I love I that. I love that." Merlin Back as again. the unsung hero. Yeah, I love it. The too. reveal will mean the end of the show is near, and I want more adventures before that. I, I kind of agree. I was actually going to tweet him back in a response from our um, Twitter, but then I didn't have enough characters, so I was like, "Eh, I'll just leave it and wait till." Um, the show, but <laughs> I agree because I actually really do think that Merlin's not going to re- reveal his secret to Arthur until the very, very, very end. Um, it just makes it to me. I that's just something I think is going to happen. I think that's the direction that the producers are going to go with. However, who he tells before that will probably be a different story. But I kind of do like the fact that nobody else knows because they can have more, you know more ironic moments that are really funny for the audience because, you know, Arthur is oblivious to it all. And um, I just think, yeah, I I agree with him probably 100%, yeah. So you don't think they would do, like, a series where um, Arthur knew about Merlin and they kind of went on their adventures with Merlin using his magic to help him out? It's going to be... I think it's going to be, like, the very last series, the the concluding series, and it will be halfway through the series. (laughs) So they'll have some episodes where Arthur knows. But it's going to be... It's going to be near the end. Yeah. That's that's what I think is going to happen. Interesting. Ugh. I want them to do a full series so bad with Arthur knowing. (laughs) I just... I just really, it's kind of like a before and after thing. That would be like the beginning of the after part, yeah. which would mean probably the last season of the show. But, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> sure. At Diane Webb 13 said, Gwen, because she's the only one that could convince Arthur it is a good thing. And this I totally agree with. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that. You know, Gwen does have the power to kind of change Arthur's mind now because she is queen. Um, and his wife. And not only does she have his heart, but she has his respect. So I think that, um, I don't know, I think that she definitely is going to play a big part of softening him up to the idea. Mm-hmm. And I'm really excited to just see how she plays that because I, I think that she's, you know, not completely closed off to magic. No. And we've seen how she can twist his mind before. I mean, she cheated on him, and then she was able to get him back. <laughs> so I think, cha- I'm just saying, like that's something that a lot of people aren't able to do, and it wasn't an issue for her. So <laughs> if she can, if she can have something big like that happen and get him back, I think that uh, convincing him that magic isn't necessarily a bad thing wouldn't be that that hard either. 
And we've seen before that Arthur can be pretty easily persuaded, so... Yeah, that's true. Especially when he's vulnerable. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. Who else Um, wants to read? And... Sarah, you can read that. Okay, at JNY57, I think it should be Gwen, as it would be interesting to see how she handles the knowledge and the conflict of loyalty it would create. Pretty, pretty uh, relevant um, yeah. argument. I think. I think it's. A, yeah. I think that's probably. It'll be interesting to see. She kind of would freak out a bit for a while, and then find some way to deal with it. Right, and we actually just got one more tweet in from Sarah Da Silva. She said, "The knights first. He can definitely trust them." Hmm. And I think that's that's a good idea because you know a lot of the knights are really, um, really close. I guess with each other and with Merlin, and I think they kind of keep things with, within themselves before they bring them to, to Arthur. So I think, I mean, we've seen that he could trust Lancelot with his secret, so I'm sure several of those knights would would be okay with the, the whole magic. Mm-hmm. Looks like uh, Guinevere wins the public battle in, in that one, though. I, there's at least, I think, five tweets there for Guinevere, so... <laughs> Good for her. Mm-hmm. Maybe because she's okay, only so one We're going to move on to some. Go. Cool. Yeah, that's right. Uh, we're going to move on to some discussion now. Uh, we wanted to kind of get a feel for the differences between the fandom here in the U.S. and in the U.K. Because you know this show is obviously a lot more popular in Europe than it is here. Um, I think one of the main reasons for that is because episodes of Merlin in the U.S. come out. It's at least three or four months later than they do in the UK, but, um, we just kind of want to hear, like, from you, what, what the, the fandom's really like, like, is this, like, a show that people are, like, talking about a lot, or is it kind of one that a lot of people haven't heard of? Uh, how, what would you compare it to, I guess, for other popular shows? I mean, I guess it's funny, because I'm in the UK, so it's hard to kind of describe it from, from internal, but I guess, right. actually, you know, if you listen to, um, I guess there's different pockets. If you listen to Camelot cast, that's basically us, um, fangirls, usually. Um, that's how it is. I mean, we, we, we're silly and it, we sometimes squee, but then in, in the midst of that, we do have, like, you know, the serious, um, conversations about, <laughs> you know, that what we've been having and, and then, then goes off tangents and you talk about slash and you talk about fans. Actually, um, it's hard because it's such, because it's, we're on the internet and it's kind of international anyway. It's sometimes it's hard to distinguish right. from that actual hardcore fandom. But I guess in the UK, um, as a, an audience member, you find that it's a thing that you watch, you can watch with your whole family because it's on mm. at, um, usually seven o'clock. And I watch it with my family. I'm, my mom, my mother watches it with me. My little sister, who's 11 now, and my other sister, who's just turning 21. Um, and we all watch it together. And I think my dad, because he suddenly goes, oh, what's this? So I think he likes it too. And I got my, you know, my aunt to watch a few episodes, and she's addicted to it. So, um, mm. and it's, because, you know, Doctor Who is a big thing here. However, interestingly mm-hmm. enough, yes, love, yeah, I was, you know, love the Doctor Who. But when I'm at work, when you try to convince people to watch Doctor Who, they're like, oh, no, no, no. But they seem to be more accessible to Merlin, and that's a funny thing. Mm-hmm. And you would have thought really? that in the UK, everyone's watching Doctor Who, but in reality, it seems more people 
watch Merlin and it's more accessible to them. So I find that really interesting, especially because I don't understand who won't watch Doctor Who. In the, it's just baffling <laughs> to me. So I don't know, especially because um, Doctor Who's such a good show. And, you know, into quality oh, and stuff yes like that. Yes, it is. Yeah. So that's what I find yeah. quite, quite different. I mean, but... Wow, yeah, yeah that's a lot different um, from it is here. Rona, would you say that um, a lot of shows on, you know, BBC, obviously being a British channel, um, that that's part of, like, the pop culture? Like, I know that we have MTV, and that's, like, sadly a pretty big part of American pop culture. (laughs) And the CW. Um, Would you say that, like, that's almost, exactly, would you say that's almost like BBC is to people of the UK? Um, I don't... The thing is, it's different because, you know, it's on the BBC, but there's so many different things on the BBC that you can watch, uh, and it's all something that's very, very adult mm-hmm. so that you wouldn't watch it with them. The thing is, you know, with the CBW, it had Smallville. Even though that's kind yep. of a family thing, it's still aimed with the teenagers because you obviously have, like, the inserted love scene or people taking off their clothes or people in the shower scenes, you know, for the titillation. Well, you know, Merlin, yeah. <laughs> they don't have that at all. But then because it doesn't have that, no. everybody like in the fandom goes, hello, everyone's getting off with everyone else, like, in, you know, in, you know, in, in every fandom. <laughs> so because yeah. it's a cult fandom and it's a fantasy you know, in that genre, you have, I guess it's the same with every other fandom, with Smallville or Supernatural or any other shows. But fandoms are fandoms, and it's, I don't know, maybe when you go on the internet, it seems there's more slash concentration. But if you're in the UK and you're watching it as normal, you just watch it as a as a show that you like, and you watch it every week. Yeah. Right. But, you know, there's, there's a difference between fandom and, think... and, you know, just normal public. <laughs> Yeah, I just think the popularity is not as much here because it's on, first of all, it's on sci-fi, which, I mean, there is like a very, um, a very, I don't know how you describe it, a very narrow group of people that watch sci-fi. Like there's, there's people that are really into shows on sci-fi and then there's people that would never watch a show on sci-fi. And I don't even know if Merlin really even fits the channel. I don't Mm, know what you guys think. But a lot really of the shows on sci-fi are like paranormal shows and like you know like science fiction shows and okay. things like that. But and then really Merlin comes on. Sorry, Aaron, but if you really think about it, what channel oh, yeah. would Merlin fit in? I mean, it was on NBC, <laughs> and you watch NBC now, it's like, yeah, yeah, no, Merlin does not fit there either. Um, and like, I don't get sci-fi, right. so I don't know what sci-fi has to offer, but like. Honestly, what show, right. like, what would they carry it on? I, I don't, like, <laughs> definitely not ABC. CW, it doesn't have the same kind of glam, I guess you can say. Um, like we you know what? Right. Supernatural or Nikita or something. You know what? In the UK, they rebranded sci-fi. So it's not S, um, it's sci-fi, S with a, with a fi, F-Y's in science, fantasy. So they've yeah. kind of, even though Merlin's not on yeah. there, oh. they've kind of made it, they've kind of rebranded it science fantasy kind of stuff, so they can put, like, the magic okay. stuff, maybe. You know yeah, what, I never yeah. even put that together, because we have that, too. It's <laughs> S-Y-F-Y, and yeah. I never even realized that. <laughs> so, so there you go. Okay, it does fit. <laughs> I'm an... Thank you for explaining, fit. you know, American <laughs> channels to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it is kind of on late at night too, so I think that's part of the reason. But 
Do you think uh, one of the reasons that it's so popular in the UK is because Arthurian legend is, I think, definitely um, a more popular thing well, it's in a part Europe of your than culture. it is in, in the U.S. It's, a, it's an essentially I, yeah, part absolutely. of your history and your culture. I mean, like, thing is, like, for me personally, in since the only thing I really got into Merlin was, you know, the series, oh, the, the, the miniseries, the American miniseries, Merlin, you know, with Sam Neill. And Helen and Bottom Carter. Do you remember that? Have you watched that? Uh, yeah. All right. So, oh, I yeah, saw a little that. bit of it. Which, which I love. I think that's what uh, I love. I love. I love. And that's the only time I really got any in-depth knowledge from like Merlin, the Camelot um, legends and stuff. Because it's always in the background. You kind of know about the sword in the stone. You kind of know about the round table. You kind of know about Merlin, and then you see it like you know the echoes of it in Gandalf and Dumbledore etc and you know and yeah. also one of the films that when I was watching when I was little is Camelot the one with Richard Harris talking about Dumbledore and um what's her name Vanessa Redgrave and I watched I loved that uh-huh. and it's 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 tragic and it's but I, I remember watching it but the thing is I never really knew anything about it just from like you know the general ambiance of it so I think everyone knows it but other people know, you know. I think who's one of you lot are more in depth in Arthurian legend on the panel? I am. That's Sarah. 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 <laughs> Sarah is definitely the. Yeah, I read the bio on the site. Um, yeah, um, yeah. So um, it's just that I guess it's maybe it's more accessible because of that, and then you know, there's so many different versions of it. And, you know, there are, like, you've got the movies every year so often. Obviously, remember Camelot, the Star series was there in America. And there's, like, mm-hmm. you have, like, Disney movies that are reincarnations. You have, I've seen every other, you know, every other, like, six months, there'll be another version. Or novels, there are different versions of Merlin, etc. So it's oh, just yes. always there. <laughs> so mm-hmm. maybe that's why people right. draw to it. But because it's just fun and it's silly and there's a magic dragon and then there's, like, knights fighting and, you know, it's... Which people criticise because it's too broad, and I, because the fandom wants it to be really specific and want to deal with certain issues, but it kind of, yeah. you know, for the mass audience, it's right. fine. But still, you know, entertaining, fun stories. I think. Nice. What was the question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think you yeah, answered that was, it. That was very <laughs> complete answer. <laughs> yeah. So have you um? Are there a lot of events that the cast of Merlin goes to in the UK, and have you been to any of them? Oh, yeah. Um, have you met some of the cast? or? I mean, recently, not so much. I mean, at the moment, it's been the um, knights, so it's been the actors, I mean, um, who plays um, Gawain or um, Percival, Elian. They've been doing the stuff on behalf of the main cast, but um, recently right. there was like... Um, okay, this is... I don't know if you've already covered this, but usually every year they screen the premiere episode or episodes for the UK. And it's usually at the BFI. I think the previous time it was the second series, it was BAFTA, I'm not sure. but it was at the B- And apparently they're not going to do yeah. that this year. The BAFTAs. And they're not going to do a BFI oh. screening, which sucks. Because I've been to <laughs> series, one, series 2, Series 3, and Series 4 with people in the fandom um, and friends yeah. and family and stuff oh, like wow. that. And they go, the main cast go to that. And I think... Um, they all used to be the main cast used to go to what was it called? Not memorabilia. Um, Expo, XL down down like. Mm-hmm. Um, they used to go to a lot, so I don't. Um, but I, inside um, knowledge, the people who do the expos don't actually like Merlin, 
So they, I don't. Maybe that's the reason why they don't get booked into that oh, anymore, wow. which sucks because I live right by it, and that would be so cool if I could just hop across the road to go see that's them. Too bad. But <laughs> they used to. They used to do a lot. Maybe when it comes closer to the series, but I don't. It's been waning, so I don't know. They don't do it anymore. But um, yeah, yeah. I think the the main thing they did was Comic Con uh, mm. last month in America. In the US. They seem to do more in America now. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> they got paid for it though. So that's cool though that you've been there. So do you actually get you got to meet some of the cast? Uh, they have like signings or yeah. I mean, they, like that? they used to do panels and stuff. Actually, if you listen to um, Camelot cast at the beginning, I get um, I got Angel. Um, I think I Ju- Julian. You know Julian. Uh, no Julian. Johnny Caps. Yep. Um, yeah. What's his name? Rupert, the one who plays um, what's his name? Rupert Leon. Young. And um, Gaius, Richard Wilson, um, they were on a panel, it was in a signing, actually it was a screening of series 3, and I got them to say, hello, you're listening to Camelot cast, which is awesome. So I put them at the beginning of um, each episode, as soon as I got more, I got one of them, I got the producer, and I got Richard Wilson, I was like, I'm I'm putting all of them in my introduction. (laughs) So, so, um, and it's great. And it's funny about um, events, because I guess the fandom is pretty small. When you're in the fandom, it seems like, oh, it's the most important thing in the world. But with, um, actually, on Hamlet cast, you'll probably see them a lot. Um, you have, there's a person called um, Nikki. She actually goes to Pierre Fonds, like, every, you know, basically every time. You know, Pierre Fonds, the France, where they film um, all really? the castle yeah, scenes. Really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she, she goes to every event, and her friend goes there a lot. And um, we, when you go to events, sometimes it's more fun to see everyone else in the fandom. And I know everyone, I recognise everyone. And it's like, um, you know, um, Katie McGrath has this water bottle, Hugo. You know the one in the tiger? Yeah. Yeah, um, one of my friends, who was actually on a missing episode of Camelot Cast, um, fancy the pants off her, but, um, she, like, they know her, like, she has, like, secret conversations in panels, like, she'll be, they'll be, like, talking to each other. And it's like, there's a group of us that they probably know what we look alike, and I just feel like a stalker going to every single event <laughs> but um the, there it's it's really good i think that's that's if you want to talk about different fandoms that's the thing because it's such a small place and you can hop over the pond and go visit the visit the cast and you get to meet everyone and right. most of my like most of my friends um in that's one thing merlin has brought is like the fandom and you've got loads of friends from that and you just mm-hmm. chat about yeah yeah it's really really fun that's oh so it's really cool, cool. Yeah, we're always really jealous over here because <laughs> everything takes place over on the other side of the ocean, and we're kind of I just know. stuck here. Hey, but, hey, don't don't don't, don't say that. Delayed. I was always envious with you know with the American shows, with like um, when it was Buffy at the, in, back in the day, or all these other shows. It was always in yeah. America, and these American shows, and I could never go there because I think at the time I was too young anyway. And it was always over there. So this time, I'm like, yes. Something you know in the UK that we can actually to get to get involved That's true. with. So you know, we've got something that we can like get you know go get in contact with the cast and get involved in that way. So you know, there yeah. you go. Something fair. Yeah, it's payback. <laughs> yeah. That's right. <laughs> so we also. Yeah. You, yeah. Sorry. Oh, go ahead, no. Go ahead, Sarah. I was just saying. I always feel like now, especially like all these UK TV shows are developing. So you have Doctor Who, you have Sherlock, you have, you know, Merlin and Downton Abbey. And, yeah, and so we're all just, like, really, really wanting 
to like be there because all these shows are coming out that are like good and I feel like American TV is going down the toilet so <laughs> it's just like I oh, agree goodness I wish That's I could some just, good like, stuff in America Brilliant yeah eh. I think there is too eh. <laughs> it just depends on I mean what you watch and it depends on what you're into but I definitely think the BBC has been picking up yep on a lot of their shows in these past few years. I've been really impressed, at least, with a lot of the stuff that's come out. So it's 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 nice. But does I actually I don't watch Doctor Who. I know Courtney's a huge fan. Courtney, do the episodes oh come out here gosh. later than they do in the UK? Is it the same um, way as yes. far as on television? Yeah, they yeah. they come out a little bit later, which is really frustrating. Hey, I thought it well, came. We all know. I, we I thought it came pretty close online. now in America. <laughs> I thought it's like basically the same day now, kind of few hours of difference. It comes out like it comes out close, but there's always spoilers online, <sighs> and it's just ah, I just can't even go <laughs> online when you know episodes come out. But I'm a pretty recent fan, mm. so. I don't know. I binge watched all of it. Mm. So that's great. <laughs> I'm I'm starting to Courtney. <laughs> I'm starting to get yes, to so, yes. Um, I haven't. It's a sinking ship. Yeah. Everyone jump on. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know what? It's, it's, yeah, but what's it's really ridiculous moment? for us. Go on. Huh? <laughs> Sorry. Who's <laughs> talking now? Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> okay, alright, I'll talk, I'll talk, I'll talk. Um, I... What I think with, with America at the moment, is, you know, with Doctor Who, if we're talking about Doctor Who, is that Doctor Who's going to start soon, and soon afterwards it's going to be Merlin. And I, I think that yeah. might actually weaken it, because last time with Doctor Who, the series six, series six of Doctor Who, was so good, and it was just so dramatic. They kind of sucked out, like, my tiny bit of, like, enjoyment, not enjoyment, but it just, because it was so brilliant, kind of diminished Merlin a tiny bit for me, even though it was kind of um, really good as well. I guess we'll get to that. Oh. But it's just like, this is what I'm worried about, is that because it's so close together, it may, you know, diminish it. Because before it was like, um, yeah. Doctor Who was in the summer, and then Merlin was in the autumn. And then you had that gap, and then you... So I don't know, that's one of my, my things. That's what I'm a bit sad about. No, I definitely, I definitely can see being a part of both fandoms. I'm, I'm a little bit, you know, a little bit nervous because I'm not going to have time to be watching all this TV when I'm back at school, but yeah. I just have to, <laughs> I have to just commit to the yeah. fandom. Yeah. yeah. You need time to recover. Yeah. When the, when the new Merlin episodes come out, we, well, they come out in the UK and then usually it's around like, I think it was like 11 or 11 p.m. or midnight, they'll come out on a Saturday night in the U.S. So usually I just stay up and wait for it to come out because, you know, someone will put it online. And we can't watch them, like, on an actual TV. Yeah. We have to, you know, try and find them online. And that's how we end up watching them. But um, a lot of the times I'd either stay up or early Sunday morning I'd end up watching them. And that's what, that's, it's it's yeah. just kind of a pain. But that's what I, I do with other shows. people that don't, like... You, yeah, people that don't use the internet for watching TV, like, they have to wait until, you know, it's been a good three or four months before they can even see the episodes. And by then, everyone else has already seen them, so yeah. it does kind of suck in that aspect. But that, I guess that's just kind of what we have. Um, We actually, when we talked to David Griffin a couple weeks ago, mm. he said that the reason they do that, I don't know, if do you know why why they do that? Uh, what? Why it's delayed? Um, wait. Um, the, you know how Merlin comes out 
early in the UK and then it's a couple months later in the US. I don't know. Maybe it just had to do with demand. What did he say? Because he's American. You've yeah, got to he said that. Um, I guess people in the UK, do you guys have to kind of, I guess maybe some of the tax money goes towards BBC One? He, he said he asked someone and they said that some of the money or the, it's funded somehow publicly mm. and because it's funded through the public um, they give they give the UK like first rights on all the on the TV shows mm. so that's why Merlin comes out there and then sci-fi has to wait like with the licensing for a couple months before they're allowed to show the episode so um. I guess that's why um, so is that why Doctor Who's a lot earlier but... because it's on BBC America. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I think that's part of the reason. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So, okay. it's all you know. It's all got to do with the the, the politics and the the money. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> well, maybe. But I think it's all right. Maybe it will be different though. Um, I don't know if Sci-Fi will be able to hold it, but I know that because this is so odd. My grandmother has BBC One on her cable, and I was watching Merlin on it, and it was just it was really weird. So maybe <laughs> I don't know how she has that channel. But maybe it will start coming out sooner because it's, like, starting to, like, showcase more. So, I don't know. Mm. Yeah, maybe. That'd be awesome. That would be awesome. I would like to know how you get BBC One on a TV here. AT&T U-verse. AT&T U-verse. That's what she has. And I don't know why, but she gets, like, China China News, CTV, and she gets BBC One and, like, all these international <laughs> channels. I'm like, how is this possible? And she's like, I don't know. Just it's I I'm, say sorcery. You know, for every month. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay, what else do we have here? Oh yeah, we wanted to ask you um what were your thoughts on series 4? Was it one of your favorites? Uh what what would you like about it and what didn't you like about it? Okay, here's the thing, right? It's that you know I was saying with um Doctor Who is um basically finishing right before that, it was just so intense. You need time to recover, basically. And in general, I thought it was really good um solid stories. Obviously, there's the few nitpicks you go, oh, this is a bit dodgy, what's going on here? But I thought it was really, really solid. And, you know, we were talking about fandoms earlier on, and it's like, you know when you have a new fandom, and it's all brilliant, and everyone loves it, and then you kind of split up, and then you have, like, oh, they like this pairing, and then they like this pairing. And it's fine, everyone's still friendly, and it goes to the next level, and everyone's bashing and hating on it. And then suddenly, in your group (laughs) that you like, starts criticising it a lot. And when I was when I was watching series four and in, in Camelot cast, we did um, um, uh, one with Nikki. She's the one that goes over to France and takes pictures, and everyone probably knows her. The cast knows her. Um, she, <laughs> I did the audio commentaries like basically the night after or something, and then it was really fun doing that. But then you saw the people in the fandom going, "Oh, I don't like this," and "I don't like this," and. When you're in the fandom, when everyone gets excited, you get really, really excited, and it makes it such a better experience. Right. And because of that, mm-hmm. there's yeah. some people, so I kind of stay with the happy la-la-la-la group, but then sometimes you have the negative comments, which really kind of, this is bad, it should be like this. And, you know, you, you, it starts grating, and you go, oh, yeah, I see. Because I'm one of the people, like, if you tell me there's a fault in it, then I'll see it. If you don't tell me there's a fault, then I'm like, wow, it's brilliant, it's the best show ever, and I'm kind of broad-minded and a bit thick that way so um so when people were like pointing things out like oh how the female characters and whichever you know whatever floor they were picking up on kind of makes you go and because it makes you burn out a bit right so it's a combination Mm -hmm. of going this is really really great i really love some strong episodes there and then Mm -hmm. hearing the negativity and the nitpicking and stuff which i do as well because you know 
we're, we're, we're fans, so we do that. But then it kind of so it's 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 a clash of both. So I loved it, but yeah, I hated it at the same time. <laughs> you, get me. you know, just yeah. the feeling of it. So I kind of burnt right. out a bit at the, at the end of the series. I loved it because <laughs> right. it's Tom Brady. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what what are you looking forward to or hoping for for series five? Well, I'm hoping. I don't know. That's the thing. Part of me goes, let me just watch it. Let me just absorb it. And I'm sure I'll love it anyway. But I just want it to be good, solid stories that are entertaining, that are fun, have a bit of character development here and there, and a good plot. You know, that's what anyone, that's yeah. what anyone would ask for in any show. Right. Um, but in terms of, you know, we were talking about Merlin revealing his secret, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Personally, that's one of the things that I don't really care about. <laughs> and it's like, well, you know, that's what, like, people who are really, really invested in the character and the trust between Merlin and Arthur, that's really, really strong with other people. But I, uh, and also, and as I was saying that, because, like, with, you know, when Smallville was there, I guess the most similar program to Merlin is Smallville. And yes, that Smallville. mythology is was really, really um, strong because I, I grew up watching, and I didn't grow up watching, I, I loved the Donner films, Superman 1, Superman 2, even 3 and 4. And that, like, mm-hmm. so I know that mythology and I know the story really well. I loved Adventures of Superman, the new Adventures of Superman. And so when yeah. there was a big right. Superman epic moment, I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. And because I'm not yep. really <laughs> yeah. engrossed in the Arthur- Arth- Arthurian legends, I can't even say it, um, is that I do go, oh, the round table's there, oh, Excalibur is there but really I'm going I'm just imagining what other people are feeling like so I'm kind of like the premieres and the finales I'm going epic stuff but I'm more about the character development and big revelations and you know mm-hmm. other stuff um, so I do mm-hmm. love it I do love those big canon anchor moments that will foreshadow the future but then I really don't care because I want to know what's going on now and what yeah. is different from right. these these legends and how it comes about? So you know, it's yeah. it's funny with series five. We this is going to be the first season or series that we've actually kind of talked about. You know, we 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 discuss series four so much and we really analyze it so much that we're actually I think going to be watching series five in a different light than we ever have before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I haven't really thought about that. But normally, like I'm like, oh, there's a new season of Merlin out, so I'm going to go watch that. But now, like, we've been talking about it and analyzing it and kind of predicting what's going to happen in the next season that it's going to be a little different when we watch it this year, I think. Yeah. So I know what you mean when you say that. And, yeah, that sometimes can, like, you just want to absorb it and go, this is great. But when you start dissecting it, sometimes that can diminish some of the magic. That's, like, you know, sorcery. There's bad magic here. But, um, right. But you know, that's why I want to, like, just go with it and have, you know, just really, really enjoy the ride and not... Because people go, oh, I want this to happen. I want this release, um, either the magic to be um, revealed now, or I want um, Morgana to be actually have uh, plots, you know, schemes that are actually, you know, uses her brains and not just stupid plots. But because people want specific yeah. things and they are invested in it, when it doesn't come to fruition, it really upsets people. And go, oh, but and then everyone has ownership over the story and says, oh no, it should be this way. And then you, I kind of go. It's the writer's job that just let them do it. And then, you know, when people say, oh, it's not in their character, they won't. They, they they would never do this. But I'm thinking, no, they do do it. You saw it on screen. That's that. And it's kind of that conflict with, like, analyzing, 
your favorite show. That sometimes people, you know, they say people who love the show also hate their show. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Yeah, I know what you mean. (laughs) Okay, so let's see. Alright, so next we'll we'll move on to uh, a couple, we have a couple debates here. And typically how we do debates, we give each person uh, a side of the debate and then they have like a, a minute to two minutes to to kind of argue their side, and then someone that's not in the debate uh, usually chooses who had the better argument. So, um, well, I guess I have two here. I kind of just came up with them on a whim. But uh, do you guys have any any other ideas? I guess I guess they're decent. Yeah. The first one I have is: Will Arthur take Merlin's um, revealing of his secret? Will it be a positive or negative reaction to it? Um, and I don't know. Does that sound like something we could actually debate? I could. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, me too. So, all right. So, Courtney and Rona, you both spoke up. So, um, I guess we'll have you two do it now. Do either of you have a preference on which side you want? I go. Rona, go ahead. You can pick. Um, I'd say negatively. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Awesome. Because so I'd say positive. positive. Oh, oh. <laughs> all right. So. All right. Okay. So we'll have. Uh, and do either of you want to go first? I'll be polite and ask instead of just. Oh, Rona, you can go first. Oh, guess oh, first. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well. Okay. Good luck. Okay. So will Arthur take Merlin's big reveal positively or negatively? I mean, if you think about the show and you know drama in terms of writing, you go. There has to be a big reveal, and Merlin won't go to Arthur, oh, I have magic, what do you think? It has to be a bit where he gets caught in the act, and Arthur's going to be peed off, you know. And, you know, with Arthur, he um, values trust and loyalty above everything else. I mean, the past series, you've had him trusting Agravain, and, you know, he, he really trusted his and his decisions, stuff like that. Um, with Guinevere... Um, he, he, he loved her, but her betrayal was really, really bad. In, in theory, he, she still betrayed him because she doesn't know about the enchantment. Morgana, her, you know, his beloved friend at first, and then sister, that really, really shocked him. And he just assumes everyone's going to be truthful and honest with him. So when people aren't being honest with him, it really knocks him back. And, um, obviously with Uther, um, he put his faith, trust, and loyalty um, in his father. He he envied his father. He hero worshipped his father. And when he um, when he revealed that wasn't exactly kosher, that was a big. I mean, like in the episode, what was it? Um, the, the end of series three. He was like in a. He was a bit depressed. He was like, I can't believe all these people, my... Um, the Darkest Hour. Yeah, The Darkest Hour, that's the one. He, he, he sat in a cave for a week, basically, doing nothing, because he was so traumatised by this betrayal of his um, of, his, of his, his, his father, and Morgana, who was found out was evil, and his sister. Um, so, it, 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 it was... And, like, when Gai- Gaius, apparently Gaius, at the one point, he thought that Gaius was betraying him, and it's a big deal. He just assumes everyone's going to be... Um, Trustworthy, and he trusts Merlin. One of he, you know, everyone says he, you know, he trusts his decision, and he thinks he knows Merlin really, really well. He just thinks, you know, even though he thinks Merlin's an idiot, 
Merlin is also a friend that he can go, oh, actually, he, you know, he stands up for me and, you know, he'll go out, Merlin will die for him. I think in the trailer he'll say, yeah, I'll die. I'll die for you. Um, so, and it, it's been a big issue. It's been, it's been growing throughout series four. And um, so I think when Merlin finds out, or when Merlin, when he finds out about Merlin, either in a big um, shock that he sees using magic, because Merlin, you know, in drama, it's not going to be a confession, I don't think. They're going to milk it as much as possible. Right. And, you know, and he's going <laughs> to yeah. be pissed off, uh, you know, so it's going to be negative. And then, like, okay. what can you do? It's, you know, magic I got to cut you off Go there. on. <laughs> Magic is evil. There, Sorry. Go on. We gotta, we gotta make it fair here. Go. <laughs> All right, Courtney, go ahead. See what you can do. Okay. I am. Um, I wholeheartedly believe that you are correct. I do think you'll take it negatively for like the first ten minutes of the episode, but I think that he will not take it negatively overall. I think that he will be shocked. Um, because, I mean, like, you're right. If, you know, if you think someone is something and then they tell you that they're something else, it's a big shock. But I think that Merlin has proven his allegiance to Arthur and proved that he wants nothing more than to help him become a great king. That I think Arthur is reasonable enough to see past it. Um, and I also think that Gwen is very reasonable and that she will be able to see past it. Um, Arthur, I mean, Merlin has shown time and time again that he is not a proponent of dark magic. He took the, you know, Doraka to the chest for Arthur the beginning of last season. He constantly just, he just overpowers dark magic. And, you know, he does not support Morgana, obviously. I think that once Arthur sees that, like, someone that he loves is also magic, that he will be able to get past it. And I also think that in the Herald of a New Age episode, there is the evidence that he will not take it negatively for very long. Um, because, you know, he did say that he is going to treat magic, um, and especially the druids, with, um, you know, a different, different light. Um, and I think that Arthur, I'm, I'm hoping that Arthur is going to make us proud and not, like, Try to burn Merlin at the stake or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, alright. We'll stop you there. Um, alright, Sarah. So I guess me and you gotta be the judge on this one. <laughs> I personally have to say, Courtney, Courtney, I'm gonna have to say that you, you probably lost this one considering you told her that she was right. And normally in a debate, you don't want to tell the other person they're right. Hey, to, to make it fair, I think she is also right. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> All right. Fair enough. So, um, the second one, I guess, Sarah, you and I can can do it. Um, Lovely. What I have is Morgana versus Merlin. Which one of the two actually has more magical ability? Um, Sarah, do you have a certain side you'd like on this one? Um, I feel like can ar- I can argue either one. So you take your pick. Okay. All right. Uh. Courtney, why don't you pick which one we should do then? Okay, I am going to say, Sarah, you go for Morgana, and Aaron go for Merlin. Okay. All right. 
Sarah, you can go first if you want. Sure. Okay, so... <laughs> Question, who really has more magical abilities? I feel as if magic is very diverse and has a lot of different things. That every wizard or witch or whatever does have special abilities that are different. I feel like Morgana has more of the gift of prophecy, whereas Merlin has the gift of more natural ability. Um... Morgana, in a sense, I feel is, like, a, very much a traditional witch. Like, she studies incantations, and she does pretty much all her magic through incantation. But also, with dreams, she dreams and she sees things in the future, which is a very, very powerful tool as far as magical ability. Divination is probably one of the biggest aspects of sorcery or witchcraft. And so, I feel as if she has a lot of natural ability. The problem is that when she was growing up, that it was kind of being squelched because Gaius wouldn't tell her, you know, she was just being really confused and she had no idea what to do with it. And so as a result, I don't feel her magical ability has been nurtured in the same sense that Merlin's ability has been nurtured. But Morgana, without a doubt, is a very powerful person and she can be very, very dangerous. And especially with her gift of prophecy, I mean, knowing the future in itself is very risky. So I feel as if Morgana does have a little more magical ability in the sense that she has a lot of raw power. She just does not know how to use it or contain it or control it. Okay, all right, fair enough. Um, I, on the other hand, I would have to say Merlin definitely has a lot more ability than Morgana. And I, I may have been a little more concerned about Morgana before Series 4, but... Once it got to the point where she just called on Aggravain to do every little thing for her, and she kind of sat in the background and had some little nightmares about Emrys, um, I kind of lost my faith in Morgana really being that powerful of a, a sorceress. Like, you know, she had those moments where she would cast a spell here and there. She did. I I do think that she is good with incantations. As far as that, um, what was that little snake? call that she used um to control merlin no idea <laughs> do you remember nope you know what i'm talking yeah, about yeah i, know right? I do know what you're yeah, talking I definitely about <laughs> yeah that that was that was definitely um a, a good spell on her part in the fact that she was able to get merlin into her hut i guess you could say her hovel and um and take control of him there but overall like you saw the battle where merlin was switching to emrys and he he attacked Morgana, and they kind of went back and forth, and you saw Morgana overpower Emrys at first, and then Merlin ended up using that uh, tornado-like spell that actually took um, Morgana out for quite a while, and it wasn't until Aggravain found her, and he was, she was almost dead, I guess you could say, because he, like, he had to carry her back and take care of her. I really thought you saw um, Merlin's magical ability really shine through at that point, and we've seen all the the prophecies saying that Merlin's going to be such a great wizard that I think he has more ability in the long run. Okay. That's, that's about it. For me, so. <laughs> All right, Rona, I'm going to say you can decide. Oh, I can decide. Um, I guess because you brought the evidence of an actual Merlin versus Morgana duel, I'd say you in that, Aaron. Oh, okay. All right, fair enough. <laughs> I think so, yeah. I think, yeah, he's powerful. And he was an old Emrys, and he was he, he was less powerful during that, and he still beat her up, magically speaking. Right. <laughs> yeah, very true. I do, I agree I with awesome. Sarah that Morgana has such 
like she has unmastered magic, I feel like she's incredibly powerful. The the one that probably opened my eyes the most was um when Morgos, uh, you know, when Merlin threw Morgos into the wall and like knocked her out, and she was practically dead. And Morgana started screaming, and when she started screaming, like the whole room started collapsing. Yeah. Um, that that was definitely a good sign that Morgana's got some some serious magical ability. I feel. But um, I, feel I definitely think she she doesn't know how to control it. And Morgana, I feel is is being hindered in a lot of ways. And itself, it's her like, her her like in herself is kind of keeping her back from the full magical ability that she can have. Um. Because she, I think she's just too emotional with it. She can't really think of things objectively. Merlin, I think, is a lot more wise in how he uses his magic with with the help of you know Kilgarah, the great dragon, and with Gaius. And so um, he, he he just he is a more powerful wizard because he does know he like. I would say that probably a person who is has like is the most talented is someone who actually knows how to use their gift. And I feel as if Morgana doesn't really know how to how to use her gift, but Merlin does. So, if it, it's I think it actually comes down to more of a character on who has more magical abilities, um, as opposed to the actual raw yeah. power that they have. Right. I definitely yeah, agree absolutely. with that, Sarah. I think that if anything, um, I almost think that Merlin. Well, we've all talked about this that Merlin hasn't quite reached his full level of potential yet. Yep. But I think that's also just part of his character because. Whereas Morgana is basically willing to use any kind of magic to fulfill yep. her revenge, yep. Merlin actually has morals. You know, he has the magic of morals, and yep. that kind of keeps him back from maybe fulfilling his, like, full magical potential mm-hmm. as far as, you know, being able to master every single kind of magic. Mm-hmm. But I think that he, you know, I think that overall he is going to be a much, um, you know, wiser wizard. Mm-hmm. and you know, obviously, eventually the end of Morgana. And we know that in Series 5, his um, dabbling into dark magic is going to increase by quite a bit. He starts to um, experiment. I know he's talked about that in a few interviews, and I'm really excited to see Merlin kind of cross over and start to start to play with uh, more dangerous spells. So, <sighs> Agreed. It's definitely something I, I think will be great. But, um... Yeah, that was, that was pretty good overall. So I think that's, uh, yeah, we're just about in an hour. Actually, we're at an hour even right now, so <laughs> with some editing, it'll be a little less. But um, this is a great show, and I think we uh, covered some great stuff. Um, before we go, Rona, do you want to just kind of talk about um, Camelot Cast, and you said it might be coming back? Just kind of fill some people in. Yeah, um, at the moment, um, if you want to download or um, listen to some of the past episodes, um, if you just go to camelotcast.livejournal.com, you can download some episodes there. We also do some audio commentaries, which we did for, I think, Series 4. Where are we now? Series 4, so that was fun. But we've also done some instant reactions. So those are kind of crazy. If you want to know what the fandom's like, that's crazy hilarious. I think we did one for... Um, the Changeling and Goblin's Gold, and I think um, one was due, one was posted. Um, one episode was on Halloween, so we got together, and it's like crazy. In, in, like then, then logic happens, and you go and you start discussing it. But that's that's quite hilarious. And I was listening to some um, yesterday just to recap and, and stuff, and it was those are fun. And um, what I like to think Camelot Cast is a show. Originally, I wanted to be like your show. 
um, really, really organized topics, segments, and it just kind of falls to pieces. So it never reached that caliber like your podcast it does. <laughs> so it's just, I like, kind of want it to be like other podcasts that I listen to and maybe listen to it as if it's like friends talking or fandoms talking. I think that's what we've kind of captured over there. Right. Um, and it will actually be on iTunes um, probably at the beginning of the series once we start. And if you go to um, Spreaker.com slash user slash Camelotcast, um, it'll be over there and you can download it from iTunes once it's ready. But the best way to contact us and know where everything is is just follow at, um, at Camelotcast on Twitter. And I think the websites and stuff are on there and I'll, um, I'll post again other links on there. And I hope you listen to us and listen to Merlincast. <laughs> Because actually, originally, Camelot Cast was might have been called Merlin Cast at one point, but we liked the alliteration of C's and C's, so we decided to go to Camelot Cast. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Um. And we definitely would love to, you know, do some crossover episodes with you guys during um series five. For sure. I think it'd be a lot of fun to to get all of our reactions and, you know, I'm sure um Courtney and Sarah and Andrew would like to kind of yeah. shy away from our typical outline format for an episode or two and kind of just rant and rave about things. So. Uh, yeah, there's lots of rant and rave. But hey, I like being on your show because I don't have to edit it afterwards, so I might just be on your show. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, we wouldn't mind being on your show for the same reason. So. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm sure... Um, now that we've now that we've established this connection, I'm sure we'll do plenty more things in the future. So uh, I look forward to it. Yeah. And thanks again for being on with us today. I loved it. Um, I know you plugged. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, you plugged your um outlets. Uh, you can visit our website. It's merlincast.blogspot.com. Our Twitter is at the merlincast, and our email is themerlincast at gmail.com. And actually, we wanted to have Merlincast as our um, Twitter name, like at Merlincast, but there's this random guy that has the name who's tweeted once, mm-hmm. like five years ago, on the account. Don't you hate that? <laughs> so we couldn't get that. <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, it, at least if it was someone that actually used mm. their account, it'd be fine, but it's kind of frustrating. So. That's what happens on Tumblr. Um, but yeah, so it's been a, it's been a great episode and we thank you again for joining us and i'm sure we'll we'll talk to you in the future thanks everyone for listening and we will be with you i think we're going to take a week off next week because courtney and andrew and i are moving back into college next week so we need a week to kind of get adjusted to things but we'll be back in two weeks with another episode so thanks again for listening Yay! goodbye bye bye, bye. 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 <laughs>